Welcome to another episode of the Dazzleman's Fantasy Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Connell. The Dazzleman, it is November 17. It's kind of cooler out today, a little bit windy. Um, after, geez, after yesterday when it was, what, 60? Gorgeous day out yesterday. Still a nice day out there. The sun's out. Um, this is episode 19, by the way, and I am in a much better mood than I was last week. So so a lot of good things to talk about. Um, the Hawkeyes won on Saturday. We'll, we'll go into depth on the Hawkeyes for sure since I was at that game. Um, the Vikings won on Sunday. The Dazzleman won on Monday. Um, thanks to Debo Samuel. And uh, things are looking up here as we get into a short week next week with Thanksgiving coming up. So a uh, lot to be thankful for this week. A lot to talk about. Let's get into it. We're going to start off with Sioux Falls Christian. Um, Sioux Falls Christian volleyball team is heading out to Rapid City this week for state. Good luck to them. I know the the wife of Burt's Bunch is probably nervous for that. Um, you know, I think Sioux Falls Christian will be highly favored in that. Um, but still, you know, you got to go out and you got to win the games. And good luck to the girls. I know the little Giants are heading out there too this weekend, and I think Love Covenant's heading out there too. Um, so safe travels to you, um, and good luck to the Sioux Falls Christian girls volleyball team as they look, I don't even know what championship this would be if, if they get it, how many in a row, but I know they've been winning a bunch here lately, but, uh, good luck to them. I know it's a little tougher to be the hunted than the huntee. So, uh, so yeah, good luck to the girls and, and, and good luck to Sioux Falls Christian. Um, as I mentioned before, the Vikings won on Sunday. Big win for the Vikings. You know, every win's a big win for the Vikings, you know. Uh, they beat the Chargers in, in Los Angeles. I know my brother was there with his boys, which was kind of fun to see. And I also heard that the Love Covenant made the trip out to uh, Los Angeles this weekend. So um, a, lot of, a lot of Vikings fans out there in L.A., I bet the, the stadium looks beautiful out there, by the way, that SoFi Stadium. Um, and a lot to cheer about for the Vikings fans. They came out and and played well. You know, they had their end of the first half touchdown that they gave up, which they always give up. Um, they, they got down in the, I think it was the third quarter. For, I think they were down in the third quarter for a little bit. Um, pulled ahead. You know, made the right moves. They went for it on fourth down. You know, the, the play that really impressed me the most that was not a typical Vikings play. It wasn't really going for it on fourth and two or I think they went for it on fourth down two times. But uh, it was the third and 20 play. You know, late in the fourth quarter, the Vikings had a third and 20 because I'm sure of another penalty which the penalty thing, let's, I won't even get into that this week, but that's, the penalty thing is atrocious for the Vikings. 12 penalty, I mean, it's just, it's so tiring. I mean, it's to the point where, I guess I am going to get into the penalty thing. Um, it's to the point where I, I feel like they've gotten the reputation that the refs are like looking for penalties on the Vikings. And so, you know, 12 penalties again, I think, this week. 
O.C. Udo, you know, the man at the top of those penalties. Um, but, yeah, it feels like they just got the reputation and that the refs are, are looking for penalties on the Vikings now, and it's just – it makes it tough. It makes it tough to win a football game when you have 12 penalties or whatever in a, every game you play. Um, but the fourth down – or the third down in 20 play – where the Vikings usually run a draw play or they do the check down, you know, the safe play, keep the clock running. Well, the, the Chargers would have called the timeout there, but, um, you know, punch it away and then let your defense win the game for you. That That's normally the Zimmer philosophy. And they actually threw it for 18 yards on, on third down, uh, made a big play to Thielen, big throw to Thielen too. And then they went for it on fourth down and got the fourth down on a on a toss play, which I, I won't ta- I won't talk about the toss play, but um, they got the fourth down and they and they won the game. They took a knee and they won the game, rather than rely on a a defense that is average at best. Um, they told their offense, which I think is above average. You know, especially at times when they have good play calling and they aren't conservative. Um, they've got an offense that, that's above average. They got the fourth down and, and hey, they, they made a play and they won the game. So good job to the Vikings. And then the Hawkeyes. So I was lucky enough to go down to Iowa City this weekend with uh, the little Giants. And my buddy, Tom Truesdale, and my buddy, Josh Sandbolt, um, got to see the Hawkeyes basketball team on Friday night, which was a lot of fun. They beat up on, I think it was Kansas City, the Ruse. Um, Keegan Johnson is a stud, by the way. He is, he is really good. He may be the best player they've had. He's, he's better than Garza as far as a all-around basketball player. Um, but yeah, he, he's an absolute stud. Uh, so the Hawkeyes, I think have, are three and after a close win last night against NC central, NC central, but, uh, um, they looked good on Friday night and then they, the football game on, on Saturday, you know, it was just, it was just a lot of fun. Just a lot of fun. A beautiful day. It was kind of cool out. Had a lot of coffee and rum chata, um, a lot of apple pie, but, you know, I don't know how to explain going to an Iowa game, especially with Tom and Brent and, and Josh, but, um, you know, I, I'm not a, I don't really talk about the past too much. I'm, I'm not an overly nostalgic guy, I think. But uh, every year going to Iowa City, it's just kind of like going home a little bit. You know, you see, um, you see a lot of people from Northwest Iowa down down in Iowa City, which is Southeast Iowa. Um, got to hang out with Mike Harderman and, and Jeff Tolsma too a little bit this weekend, and I don't know. It's just uh, it's like going home. Like I said, it's it's just quite the atmosphere. Um, being with your friends, friends you've known for 20 plus years and 
going back and, and seeing the Hawkeyes play and just everybody coming together, you know, it's sorry, Iowa state, but it's the biggest thing in the state is, is the Hawkeyes and um, just a great game too. You know, I, I, I talked last week about how beating Northwestern 17 to 12 wasn't, didn't really feel real great. Maybe it wasn't a great game, but uh, I tell you what, beating Minnesota 27 to 22 was a big win for the Hawkeyes. And I say that because Minnesota was a lot better than I thought they were. Um, a lot bigger on the offensive line. I thought their offensive line was was better than our defensive line. I thought their defensive front was better than our offensive front. Um, and of all things it came down to, it came down to Padilla making, making some plays. And I, I don't care what anybody says. Like, if Petrus would have started that game, the Hawkeyes would have lost that game. I know Padilla was only, what, 11 of 24 for 209 yards and a couple touchdowns or whatever it was, but there was four to five drops, you know, bad drops that plays that could have been made. Um, he didn't take any sacks which there's at least a half a dozen plays where Peaches would have taken a sack. Um, he got the ball down the field. He got to the guys who needed to get the ball. Um, you know, there's a bad fumble. Regini had a bad fumble there at the end of the first half that cost him some points and, and got Minnesota some points. Um, you know, Minnesota just felt like when that game got over, they felt like the better team, but Iowa got the win. And that was a huge, a huge win in my mind. You know, the, the only, the scariest part is, um, I'm hearing chatter this week about Peaches being close to ready again. And I'm like, what, why are we even talking about this guy? I mean, he should not, I don't care if he's healthy or if he's balling out in practice or, or what he's doing. He does not deserve to play on this, be the starting quarterback right now. I mean, it's just, it's absolutely ridiculous that the parents is even bringing his name up right now. Um, you bring his name up if, if Padilla starts playing bad or if he gets hurt. That's the only time you bring it up. But uh, Padilla's the quarterback in my eyes right now. I don't know if anybody else in Iowa agrees with that, but if you don't agree with it, you're wrong because Petrus is absolutely horrible. So, and I'll say that until he graduates or until he leaves on, through the transfer portal. But um, great day on Saturday. Great day being down in Iowa City and hanging with the with the boys and um, seeing the Hawkeyes win, it was just uh, a lot of fun, and hopefully they can win a couple more games here to end the season and, and see what happens. You know, I think – I can't believe I'm pinning my hopes on Nebraska or Minnesota to beat Wisconsin one of these next two weeks, but I am. 
And I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility. Nebraska going to Wisconsin to beat Wisconsin or Wisconsin going to Minnesota and Minnesota beating Wisconsin. But then Iowa's got to win those their last two games um, to even have a chance at the Big Ten Championship. And it'd be, it'd be fun to see him play in the game. It'd be a lot of fun. At least there's some optimism there. There's a little bit of optimism with the Vikings. We'll see how they do against the Packers this weekend. Um, but, yeah, I great weekend. Hopefully some more good weekends to come. And now let's get on to the fantasy football part of the podcast. So sorry again for my, my voice being kind of out of whack. At least it feels like it's out of whack. Um. I don't know. I can't get over this cold or allergies or whatever's going on. Um, But, yeah, so sorry for being a little stuffed up here these last couple weeks, these last few weeks. Let's get on to the fantasy football news. As I said, man, I I had a much-needed win against Lucky Lukey this week. Um, And a lot to talk about here with the fantasy football team. Let's start out with the scores from last week. As I said before, as I pull it up here, sorry. As I said before, my Dazzleman squad beat up on Lucky Lukey 119.5 to 95. Um, a big game from Debo Samuel on Monday night. I got 27 and a half from him to help give me the win. Derek Carr with 21, Ezekiel Elliott with 18.5. Those were my big, my big players for this week. Lucky Lukey, meanwhile, had kind of a down game from Tom Brady. He only had 17. Um, Kelsey had 16 form, which was a good score from the tight end. 23 points from the Cowboys defense. Man, they've been playing really well. That was a huge score from the defense. But Lucky Lukey going down this week to my Dallas Man squad. I moved to four and six. While he moves down to five and five. Next game on the uh, list here was a great game between Love Covenant and Mosker. The Love Covenant ended up winning this one, ninety-six to ninety-two, uh, due to I guess some garbage time carries from Eli Mitchell getting him nine points and ninety-one yards for the win. Uh, Twenty-five points from Josh Allen for the Love Covenant, but really not. Oh, 23.5 from Tyree Kill, too. He had a couple touchdowns. But really not huge scores from the Love Covenant. Um, oh, 10.5 points from Dan Arnold. Man, that guy must be... He must be getting kind of good. I see him on the waiver wire. Uh, waiver wire pickups to get in a lot of leagues. And 10.5 from Dan Arnold, a tight end, another good score for the Love Covenant. But really not too much as a whole. Three and a half points from DK Metcalf. Um, zero points from his defense. Uh, 90, only 96 points from the Covenant, but fortunately the Mosker only had 92 points. You know, he got 22 from uh, Jonathan Taylor. 12 beat points from the Bills defense. 12 and a half from Austin Eckler. But really, he only got nine points from Aaron Rodgers. Six points from Daryl Henderson. Uh, six points from Marquez Brown. So not a not a great week from the Mosker, and he takes a tough loss. 96-92, he moves down to more 4-6, and six, while the Love Covenant moves up to 6-4. and four. Next score of the week, a huge week from 
the Little Giants, they beat up on Burt's Bunch, 140.5 to 85. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is back for at least a week. Uh, 47 points from Mahomes, 15 from Michael Carter, 25.5 from Darrell Williams, 27 from Diggs. So a great week there from the Little Giants as he gets high point for the week. Uh, Burt's Bunch, meanwhile, 21 points from Cousins, 19.5 from Jefferson. 14 from the Colts defense, but uh, 20 points on his bench there from Antonio Gibson. Meanwhile, meanwhile, Cordell Patterson only had three and a half this week. TJ Hawkinson, man, that was a weird game. I had him going in another league of mine. I think he played from everything I saw. He had one target and zero catches for zero yards. So I don't know if he got hurt or what happened, but um, just kind of a weird... Weird week and a weird score there from TJ Hawkinson, which was absolutely nothing. But uh, the Little Giants win that one by 55 and a half. So they moved to 6 and 4 in the, the year, and Burt Sponge is down to 4 and 6. Next score up, another slugfest. Uh, two point conversion beats up on Saved by Odell, 86 and a half to 54 and a half. Uh, two point conversion led by his two running backs. Najee Harris and Dearness Johnson, 15 points for Najee Harris, 17 and a half for Dearness Johnson, but he needed that because he got two points from his two receivers and his tight end, um, two points total between the three, but 15 points from his other running back, James Robinson, but uh, he's hoping for uh, DeAndre Hopkins' return so he can get some more scoring there from his wide receivers. But he still gets the win because Saved by Odell is just horrible right now. I don't even know. George Kittle had 13.5. Justin Herbert had 13. Brown's defense had minus 5. Devontae Adams had 10.5. But uh, really not much of anything there from Odell. Two-point conversion moves to 5-5 five and five while Saved by Odell moves down to 4-6. and six. Game number 5. Another game, another win for Bergie's boys as he beats up on Hulu as a meter looking for 118.5 to 82. Bergie's boys is led by Dak Prescott with 29, Cooper Cup with 18.5, DeAndre Swift with 15.5, James Conner with 12.5, and, and Harrison Butker with 12. Oh, Mark Andrews with 15. Can't forget Mark Andrews, can we? Um, so another good week there from Bergie's boys as he moves to 8 and 2. Hulu, meanwhile, had kind of a I guess a slower game there from Lamar Jackson. He only had 16. Mark Ingram did get 18. Uh, Ravonde Stevenson got 26. Um, but his pass catchers had a rough week. 0.5 from T.Y. Hilton. 4 from Darren Waller. Uh, 1 from Mike Davis. As Halu gets the loss and he moves down to 5-5. Five and five. Final game of the week. Super Champ wins 100.5 to 84.5, and that's without a quarterback. Uh, Super Champ started Kyler Murray this week, who did not play. He had zero points, but he got 18.5 from Dalvin Cook, 20 points from Devontae Smith, 13.5 from Hunter Renfro, 18 from the Dolphins' defense, and that was enough to get by Bel Grande this week, who got 20 from Connor McCaffrey. Not Connor McCaffrey. Oh, I've got Hawkeyes on my head. 
Christian McCaffrey, C.D. Lamb with 25, but uh, only 11 points for Matt Stafford. So, uh, Bell Grande with another tough loss. He moves down to four and six, while Super Tramp with the win moves up to five and five. And that's what we got for the week. Looking at uh, pickups for the week. We got Burgie's Boys picking up Rashad Bateman for a dollar. I'm sure that'll turn out to be a great pickup for Burgie's Boys. Burt's Bunch picking up Miles Sanders for $20. Um, Allen Robinson was picked up by two-a-point conversion for $19. Dante Freeman, the Tennessee running back, picked up for $10 by Belgrande. Jimmy Garoppolo also picked up by Belgrande for $2. Uh, the 49ers defense picked up by Burt's Bunch for $4. And Graham Gano picked up by Hulu's and me you're looking for for $2 this week. So those are the big pickups of the week. Looking at the matchups coming up here for this week. We're at week, what week are we at here? Week 11 already. So four weeks left to play. Matchup number one, we have. The Little Giants versus Saved by Odell. The Little Giants are currently projected to win this one by 30. And I think they could win this one by 30. Saved by Odell does get Joe Mixon back from a bye week. But uh, I don't think it's going to be enough. He'll have Joe Mixon, Justin Herbert against Pittsburgh on Sunday night. Devontae Adams against the Vikings. I'm sure that'll be a big game. George Kittle plays Jacksonville. That'll be good. But uh, I don't think it'll be nearly enough to get by the Little Giants this week. With Mahomes, Kamara should be back. Michael Carter, Diggs, um, Dawson Knox is back. So, you know, the Little Giants have kind of done it again with uh, good pickups throughout the year. Um, you know, b- quietly building a solid team as he looks to make his playoff run. I think he gets the win and moves to 7-4 and four and stays atop that division, that black division. Meanwhile, we got uh, the next game in that division. We've got Super Champ playing Burt's Bunch. Right now, Super Champ is projected to win 89 to 86 in a low scoring game. Uh, Burt's Bunch has yet to put in a, a player for the flex spot, however. Um, God, this one's a little tight to call. I kind of like Super Champ in this one with Kyler Murray, Dalvin Cook. Aaron Jones isn't playing, so that'll be a big, big loss there for. The Super Tramp, we'll see who he puts in there. Looks like he has Devontae Freeman on his bench, so he might be getting a start. And then Devontae Smith has also been playing well lately for the Super Tramp. Uh, Pat Fryermuth at tight end. I think the Super Tramp could get close to that 100-point mark if Kyler Murray plays. Uh, Burt's Bunch, meanwhile, starting Jalen Hurts, Antonio Gibson, Miles Sanders, Justin Jefferson, Hawkinson. Um, we'll see who he puts in at that flex spot. He's going to take a little hit, bit of a hit with Cordero Patterson hurt and Jerry Judy on a bye week. Um, but we'll see where that lines up. But I still like Super Tramp in a tight one this week against Burt's Bunch. Game number three in the black division, we got Bell Grande versus two-point conversion. Right now, two-point conversion is projected to win 110-84 to uh, with Matt Stafford on a bye week for Bell Grande. He has yet to put in a quarterback, which I assume is going to be Jimmy Garoppolo going against Jacksonville, so that'll be a good fill-in for for Stafford this week. You know, he definitely welcomes Christian McCaffrey back last week, these last couple weeks. 
Um, he should have another big game. CeeDee Lamb should have a good game against Kansas City. Um, everybody's hoping Russell Wilson being back and, and maybe getting a little rust off will get Tyler Lockett going again. Um, but I, I do like Super Champ in this one. Ryan Tannehill against the, the Texans. Najee Harris, James Robinson, DeAndre Hopkins hopefully back. A.J. Brown, Gusecki, Jarvis Landry's the lone gunman in, in, ball, in Cleveland right now. Um, I do like two-point conversion in this one, moving to 65. And Belgrande dropping to four and six. Off to the red division, or as I like to call it, the tough division. Uh, the first one up is who is it me you're looking for versus Lucky Lukey. Both teams are five and five. Lucky Lukey takes a uh, early hit with uh, Javante Williams on a bye week as he tries to figure figure out his running back situation. It'll be interesting to see who he puts in there. He needs Amari Cooper and Chris Godwin to kind of pick it up a little bit, and Mike Williams, all from a receiver standpoint. He's going to lean heavily on Tom Brady playing on Monday night, Travis Kelsey playing later in the afternoon on, on Thursday. But at this point in the week, I do like um, Halu me looking forward to win this one pretty easily. Lamar Jackson, Nick Chubb should be back. Jamar Chase is back from a bye week. You know, Darren Waller. Deontay Johnson, I just like his team a little bit better right now. If uh, if Damian Harris is still hurt on on Thursday and, and Stevenson plays, um, that'd be a big a big lift for Hulu. But regardless of how that goes, I like Hulu winning this one and moving to six and five, while dropping Lucky Lucky to five and six. Game number two in that division, we've got the Massacre at four and six playing Burgie's Boys eight and two. Right now the Burgess Boys is projected for a close win. Um, I do like the the Massacre's team, however, this week. Aaron Rodgers against the Vikings. Jonathan Taylor's been a stud. Austin Eckler's been solid. Um, He needs more help from his receivers in this one. He'll need big games from Marquise Brown, Michael Pittman, Terry McLaurin um, to stay in this one with Burgess Boys. You know, he does get... The Moscow does get a big lift with Cooper Cup and Cortland Sutton on bye weeks this week. Um, it'll be interesting to see if Saquon Barkley comes back. Right now, he's got Dak and DeAndre and James Conner, Mark Andrews, but his receivers look a little suspect. And if Saquon comes back, he could plug in Saquon at the flex position over Zach Voss, and that'd be a big lift for Burgess Boys. I think he gets the win this week over the Moscow. But I think this one is indeed a tight, tight matchup between those two. And then the last matchup of the week, uh, my Dazzleman squad at four and six faces off against uh, Love Covenant at six and four. I'm plugging in uh, David Montgomery at running back for me to go with Zeke, uh, Mike Evans, Debo Samuel, Keenan Allen, Kyle Pitts. Uh, we'll see how the Panthers' defense does against the the Washington football team on Saturday or Sunday as well. Still undecided about my quarterback position right now. I've got Chris Carr in it against uh, Cincinnati, rather than Russell Wilson um, going against Arizona. But I may I may switch that out towards the end of the week. I just haven't thought that far ahead. Uh, Love Covenant, meanwhile, has Josh Allen going against Indianapolis. AJ Dillon gets a start with Aaron Jones hurt. Um, he, he's going against the Vikings. 
Leonard Fournette on Monday night. Of course, he's got to play in the Monday night game because we can't just have this game decided by by Sunday. Um, Tyreek Hill going against Dallas. Thielen going against the Packers. He's got his main man, Dan Arnold, going against the 49ers and then DK Metcalf. So I really like Love Covenant's lineup right now. I, I think he'll get the win against my team, moving him to 7-4 and four while moving my squad to 4-7. and seven. So looking at the standings for the week ending in Week 10 here, in the red division, we've got Burgess Boys still at the top at 8-2. and two. He's the number one overall seed right now. Uh, Love followed by the Love Covenant at 6-4. and four. Lucky Luke and Hulu at 5-5. Five and five. And then the Massacre and my Desmond squad at 4-6. and six. Over in the red div- or black division, we've got the Little Giants leading the division at 6-4. and four, Followed by two-point conversion and Super Champ at 5-5. Five and five. And Bel Grande, Burt's Bunch, and Saved by Odell all tied at 4-6. and six. Uh, looking at power rankings, I've got Burgess Boys at one, Love Covenant at two, Little Giants at three, Lucky Lukey at four, Who Lose at Me You're Looking For at five, Two Point Conversion at six, The Massacre at seven, Super Trap at eight, Bel Grande at nine. My Dazzleman squad at 10, Burt's Bunch at 11, and Saved by Odell at 12. So that's where I have the power rankings for the week. Now off to what I've been watching. As many of you late 80s, early 90s folks out there probably recognize the music from Home Alone. And it is that time of year. And I know it's not, I know a lot of Christmas stuff with decorations and music and movies. People are pretty dead set on not being able to watch that until after Thanksgiving. Well, my girls are in full Christmas mode already, so we've been watching Home Alone. Uh, we saw the new Home Sweet Home Alone movie on uh, Disney Plus on Sunday night. That was pretty good. The kids enjoyed that movie. Um, continue to watch Fear the Walking Dead with Austin. That's been kind of a him and I thing. Uh, finished up Ted Lasso finally, season two. I tell you what, Ted Lasso season two is not nearly as good as season one. I don't know what other people think about it, but I don't know it just hasn't been as as nearly as good. Hopefully the last episode or two here of the season kind of turn it back around again and turn around my thoughts on Ted Lasso. But, um, yeah, it just, just hasn't been as good. Uh, David and I have been watching The Sitter, season four. on. Uh, that's a USA show. That's that's a good show. I've been watching, personally, I've been, I'm finishing up I Know What You Did Last Summer, which is an Amazon Prime show. 
very good show. I, I like. I mean, I really like it. Um, probably a lot of probably a lot of things your kids shouldn't be watching. So I wouldn't recommend watching. I know what you did last summer with the kids around. Uh, finished up Titletown High, which is a Netflix show about a football team in Valdosta, um, Valdosta, Georgia. So finally finished up that show. And then on, uh, and then on Apple TV plus, let's see what I've been watching here. Still watching foundation. Haven't watched that in a while, but still watching through that. And then, uh, Tried in starting, tried starting the show last night, Invasion, which is an Apple TV Plus show. Um, it's kind of intriguing to me anyway. I, I kind of like those kind of shows, so we'll see how Invasion is, and hopefully I've got some more to to, to say on that one. I know uh, Austin and Davey watched Shang Chi: The Legend of the Ten Rings on Disney Plus this weekend too. They both said that was a pretty good show. That's a Marvel movie. Um, I don't really know much about it, but uh, they both enjoyed it, and they both said some pretty good things about it. So Shang-Chi, The Legend of the Ten Rings. So that's what I've been watching. One more time, good luck to the Sioux Falls Christian Girls this weekend out in Rapid City. Good luck to the Hawkeyes on Saturday against Illinois. Um, condolences to... To Truesdale and his uh, his grandma in having to bury her this this upcoming weekend. I think that's on Saturday in the Mars. Also, condolences to Brenton and his grandpa for for I think it was on, that was last week when he passed away. Um, but let's hope the Hawks win on on Saturday. Let's hope the Vikings beat the Packers on Sunday. And sorry, Brent, but let's hope that the Dazzleman wins again on Monday night. Uh, the fantasy football thing. So hope everybody has a good weekend. Looking forward to a short week next week and we will catch up with you then. So skull Vikings, go Hawks, and we will catch you all next week. Thank you. I was made for love Yeah, I think I'm better